Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 80. Today's topic is Snowfall. We are covering season 3, episode 5 and 6. 5 is titled The Bottoms, and 6 is titled Confessions. Um... We'll try to get through this weekend, recapping the full, the rest of the series. Um, I might drop one more tonight, and then the the final two will be out on Sunday. Don't forget, you can follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram. Also, if you need to email me, aliciashanice13 at gmail.com. So that is all of my contact information. Don't forget to tune back in Sunday and we will recap BMF. So on that note, let's go ahead and get into the show and talk snowfall. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right, so we open up with episode five titled The Bottoms, and we see Julian Teddy. They are in the office, and he is specifically telling her not to let the names of his assets get back to um, Washington, basically, because she is sitting there going through all of the pictures. Um, she she is seeing everything. She is seeing how the whole entire operation works. And we know specifically she was sent there for a reason. So she's like, you know, where did you find this guy from? And he's like, oh, I met Franklin. I met him through Avi. So now she's getting full detail. And as you know, they're going through everything and he's filling her in even more. We see, we see on Andre Wright. He on the damn news. And Julia is looking at the pictures of Saint. She She's like, isn't that the officer, the arresting officer for, you know, the murder case? Because remember, he arrested Franklin when Kevin was shot. Remember, he came to the door like he was Superman. So, you know, you already know Teddy do not like that. He looking like, what the, you know, he used to Franklin being on top of everything, not moving the sloppy after the raid and everything. So this is making him like nervous because he doesn't want anything to get back to him or the CIA. So um, we also see after that, we go and we see the cops, they're having a celebration. And we see a lady named Sheila. She is sitting at the bar. She's just sitting there kind of calm and collective. And you got uh, his partner, the asshole, he knock a drink over on her and get mad because she ain't smiling about it. So Andre come. He saved a day from the asshole. And, you know, Andre looking at her like, shit, it's been a minute. <laughs> he looking like it's been a minute. Then he get a little conversation. So, you know, you sit at a bar and you talk to somebody and you, you got the drink steady flowing in and you're already coming off of a good, you know, his uh, job of employment. You know, he he's coming off a good one, you know. So they're sitting there bonding and this makes it even more you know, feeling like it's just his day. He 
runs into a beautiful woman and they're sitting there bonding and having drinks, opening up, and they stay for a little while longer. They getting their kiss on. Hell, they like, he like, where you come from? Well, we gonna find out where she came from, Andre. We gonna find out where she came out, where she came from. But as you know, she's like seducing him a little bit. They end up making their way to the hotel room. When they walk in, it's a very nice hotel. So she like, um, are you a dirty cop? You can afford this on a cop salary? And he's like, believe me, this is only for special occasions. This hardly ever happens. Because, you know, he ain't finna take us to no cheap motel, you know. Andre's a gentleman. And we got pretty girl Mel at home. So he ain't finna just bring a little one-night stand where his daughter is at. What kind of um example would he be setting, right? So um he... They go to the hotel room and he specifically puts his gun and his badge in that drawer. And she looks, she notices, she like, let me pour us some drinks. So she go pour them some drinks and they have a wonderful night. They have a wonderful night. But the next day, <laughs> child, <laughs> when Andre wakes up, Sheila. The gun and that and that damn badge is gone. It's out of sight. <laughs> He's like confused. And we go into the next scene and we see where Sheila came from. Sheila came from Miss Louie. They are old friends, old acquaintances that go way back. And we see that she was sent there and put in place at that scene for to meet him at the bar and get him, you know, where he had to be. So you know, Louis puts her off in a cab, gets her back out of town, makes sure she tells the cab driver, you be good to her. You know, they go way back. And um we got uh we got Franklin and Jerome and Louis looking at the badge. So they have it in, you know, Jam and Jerome's. They have both the badge and the gun. So Teddy he meets up with Teddy, a.k.a. Reed Thompson. He meets up with Franklin. And we learn Andre has been trying to get Franklin's case unsealed. So this is what um, we're going to do a character breakdown of Andre at the uh, probably probably tonight when we cover episode eight. We're going to do a character breakdown of him. But that's just annoying. I understand you want to be like um, a good cop, save your neighborhood, stop all of this, stop all of what's going on. But at the end of the day, you are, um, you are, or you were close with Franklin's mother. This is your community. You know what will happen to him if he get incarcerated, even though it is terrible what they are doing to the community. But at this time, it hadn't really got so bad. So, I mean, he he had, had the right to want to stop it. Of course, we didn't want what happened to happen. But at the end of the day, Andre brought a lot of shit on himself doing too damn much. Why are you trying to get this boy's case unsealed for a murder case? That's doing too much. So, um, you know... Teddy, he he has to know everything. And Franklin, like, look, I have a plan, but you might not want to know what it is. So he listens to him. He listens. He like, you know, okay, do what you got to do. I'm gonna listen this time. So we get into the next scene, and we see the crew. They're meeting up, and um, they got somebody in every part. 
in every part of the city, they got a crew. They got, you know, people over there moving their weight. But they don't have nobody in Inglewood. And can't nobody go through Inglewood without Scully. Scully runs the bottoms. So they like, damn. He like, we ain't got nobody in Inglewood. And you know, Jerome, he a little fed up right now. He like, ain't nobody getting through Inglewood without no damn Scully. And they don't have no connection, Scully. But Fatback, <laughs> you know, Fatback is a soldier. He's he, he like, well, technically, Leo, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so um, Fatback tells him, man, boy, he, he got to connect with, uh, with Scully because that's his sister, baby daddy. So um, Franklin tells Leon, like, get up on that. And he like, look, I know you don't want to, but nigga, that's business. That's business. Get on, get on your shit now. This ain't about, you know, y'all ain't got to be, you know, part of the Boy Scout Club, but this is business, you know. We need Ingle. So we find out Scully running bottoms and they going to head that way. So Leon, he does have to link up with Man Boy. And um, we see Jerome, he is not looking too good and he wants to talk to Franklin, but Franklin kind of brushes him off a bit. And um, he's like, you know, um, we'll talk. I got to get to my mama house. So Franklin, he kind of brushes him off just a little bit because he's not really trying to hear what uh, Jerome has to say. He already basically knows Jerome wanted he he won't out. He won't out. You know, he took a beating like that. He won't out. So um we get into the next scene. And Andre, oh Andre. At the end of the day, every black man gets it. He got what I like to call his nigga wake up call. He goes into the chief's office and he straight up ask him what kind of drugs were you and this lady taking son was she a prostitute was she doing this <laughs> and you know instead of you know you're you're you've been working with this man for years you never had any problems with him you can tell it clearly might be a setup off of everything that just happened but he jumps to the worst conclusion so hell andre got his nigga wake up call they all get him they all get him Moving on, we're going to the next scene, and uh, we go to Sissy and Franklin, and they are eating dinner together, and we see every time Franklin mentions something real, she can't handle it. So he like, what's wrong with you? You you didn't even finish your dinner. She like, well, I'm not hungry. He like, what you upset about the rape? I don't want to talk about that. Well, you know everything going to be all right. I don't want to talk about that. Well, you know, I don't want to talk about that. You know, Sissy just, uh, she, she she know what's going on, but she hasn't fully accepted. And all she can say is, I don't want to talk about that. You know, like, damn, Sissy, you know, you, you don't have to, you're going to have to open up your eyes a little bit because even though you don't want to admit what's going on, shit is getting real. So you might have to talk about it sometime. And I like Sissy. I like Mama Sissy, but I'm just keeping it real. So, um, we go into the next scene after that and Andre gets home and Melanie has been up worried all night because at the end of the day, Andre, this is out of his character. Andre is a really good dad. He is a good man, but he just does too much. 
I'm not just going to knock Andre because he's the cop. He is a good man. He's doing his job. He's trying to keep his community safe. But it's the way how he does things, you know. And Mel is like, if that was me and I would have been all up all up all night and out all night and you, he like, because you a damn child. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like Melody, you a you a child, boo. Calm down. He he was out. You can tell you had a rough night. Leave him alone. So she she can tell something is wrong, and she like, you want me to fix you something to eat? She like, Daddy, you what's wrong with you? You left your bag out on the take on the car. So you know, Andre's so stressed. He didn't left the door open. He didn't let his left his little police bag on top of the hood. And when he goes out there, we see Franklin. He walking to his car, look like he ain't paying attention. Andre sitting there, me mugging the hell out of him. And Franklin just kind of turns his head real slow, gives him like a little nod and then a little devious ass smile. <laughs> Andre blood, Andre blood boils because he knows instantly. This motherfucker that set me up. Like, and frankly, just got that smug look on his face. So we go to the next scene and we go to Mr. Toffawit's office where Sissy used to work for for all those years. And we see that he has been the one who has been um, putting in another offer for the property that they're trying to get. So they go in there and, you know, he looking at them like, what, did you guys come up off the lottery or something? And they offer him, you know, like, hey, I pay you $50,000 just to walk away. This is a property we want. We're trying to do good things with the community. We want to fix it up, make it good for low income housing. And of course, you know, he don't want to sell because he he loves the black community. <laughs> but sissy calls his bluff and she like you know do you really want to go there all of these years i've worked for you you've paid off the inspection people the mold all you did was paint over it you know um the code violations you just paid off the people and that is something that happens in the inner cities the communities that's very true very true to form and he throws a temp a temper tantrum, honey. And him and a damn wig. The wig kind of flew up a little bit. And you know, he threw a tantrum and said, Get the fuck out of my office. Like it was Mr. Big and Bad. But we see this is what our boy Franklin wanted. We wanted to make Mr. Toff wig upset. So he's pissed and they walk out like, okay, we we came here and did the assignment that was meant to get completed. So we get into the next scene and we see Andre is getting interrogated by his own homeboys, the big blue team. And his name is tied up into three lawsuits, property damage, excessive force. When he held Louie in, um, you know, in there for 24 hours and she couldn't even go to the bathroom. It was unauthorized. So, you know, they like, they just grilling him and he is like this is bullshit and you know at the end of the day the tables did get reversed a little bit because he really didn't do anything 
the stuff, of course, he did was unethical as far as the raid and holding her in that uh, holding room like that for all them hours. And of course, that was unethical. But as far as like him taking drugs and buying prostitutes, he wasn't doing that, you know. So we go into the next scene. <laughs> we go into the next scene and we um go down to the bottoms. <laughs> We go to Inglewood, and while Leon and um shit, while Leon and Man Boy they're pulling up, and um you know, well Fatback got to throw a little jab at um Man Boy Card, and he got to throw another jab at him, and he's telling um Leon he like look Lily. Chill that tough man shit out before you go in there. Scully has been getting high since grade school. He been off that wet, that charm. You can't just go in there like you big man. Check your attitude at the door. So he he warned he warned um he warned Mr. Leon. Hell, as soon as we get into the bottoms and we make it up to the door, <laughs> they play that song Egypt. Egyptian lover, that's the shit. They play that and they is in there feeling good. And you know, the dude he kind of opened the door. Scully come to the door. He Scully, Scully just speaks for himself. I ain't even gonna try to imitate Scully. Scully, <laughs> child. As soon as they get in there, he like, what up, little man? What up, big dog? <laughs> so they sit at the table at the and they see on the coffee table. Scully got an AK-47 on the table. They got the damn grenades. They got just everything. So, you know, they're talking and um Scully, like, you know, how much, how much can we do? He like 15 a key. He like, oh, I get nine for the bird from the uh, I get nine, you know, a bird, well, nine a key. Uh, he get nine. So he like, I get that from the essays. Leon tells him like, shit, our shit pure and they should have stepped on. So he had the little dude who searched him at the door to come test it out. You know, he go one, two, and he like, yeah, this that, this, that shit right there. <laughs> so Scully like, hold on, y'all hear something? Hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all hear something? And they like, I don't hear shit. <laughs> You know, they they look confused. They're like, hold on. Hold on, you hear something? So he go to the back, child. We see a dude back there tied the fuck up. We see Scully back there. He come out with a face full of blood. He get to, 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 to shaking it, dropping it like it's hot off an Egyptian lover. And he like, let's do business. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> Leon, he got that face on him. He got he looking with that expression on his face, like what the fuck. <laughs> so, you know, they end up they end up doing a deal, and you know, man boy and uh Leon, they take the information back to Franklin and they let him know, like he said he'll do 20 birds a week. So this is putting them, you know, they study expanding, they doing a thing, they got all the uh South Central and they got it all just on lock, you know. Franklin is really the bird man. And um, <clears throat> you know, Leon tells him, like, okay, you you said that's cool and that's what's up, but you know, to that nigga, he got you somewhere in the back tied up. So Franklin specifically asks Man Boy, like, can you handle it? And you know, Man Boy, like, yeah, I got it. I don't know how that's gonna go, but you know, Man Boy say he got it. But we see more of that later on. And 
we go into the next scene and we see Julia. She is playing dirty. She is running everything that they're doing back to the boys in DC. And the new boss who took over for James, he specifically asks, does Teddy trust you? Because they sent her there to take over. And that's how they were able to, you know, like with all of these assets, if anybody talk, ain't nobody going to believe them, you know? And then that's what made them choose Teddy because if he got the talking, well, nobody going to believe his ass. So they all expendable at this point. So um, we see, we go into the next scene and we see Andre. He has had it. And he tells Mel to... Pack her bags and she is leaving for school in two days. And she is in her room. When when he comes in the room, the door is locked. She in her room looking for her little one-two Coquiana, okay? You know, Mel like to put it up her nose. So Mel wasn't a wasn't um, you know, a little saint when it comes to the drugs. She was already doing one two. So she in there looking for that. <laughs> she she pulled it out the drawer. And then as soon as she pulled it out the drawer, he come in there. She had to unlock the door. And he like, you know what? In two days, because you know he got it, he know Franklin set him up. So now he know he got to do stuff. He got he got to handle this situation, but he can't move freely with his daughter being there. So he like in two days, you out. And she like, hold on. He like, yeah, you're going to stay with Aunt Mel, but she like, I don't even know her. <laughs> He like now it's a chance to get to know her. So um we go into the next scene and we see um we see two um big white thugs and they're waiting outside of Franklin Frank, well, they waiting outside of Mama Sissy House. That's not Franklin House. They 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 outside of Mama Sissy House, and they jump out the car, honey, like they big shit, ready to go in there and tear stuff up. And we pretty much know where they came from. And we go straight to the next scene, and we see Mr. Toffwig. He comes to work the next day, and he, um, when he's walking in there, he sees somebody has broken into his building because the door is, uh, the glass is shattered right before you get to the right, like where you can open it. And when he goes in there, <laughs> he finds his men that he just sent to go scare them. Yeah, they are tied. Breeding, bruised, bloody hell, shit. <laughs> Mr. Toughwig said, "Not today. I don't need this property." <laughs> so we go into the next scene, and we see Gustavo. Gustavo calls, and we see the Colombians never did the drop. So you know Teddy, he panics, and he is like, "What the hell is going on?" Because they never got the drop. They waited out in the desert all day. So, um, remember, they want their club in Los Angeles. They demanded it. Uh, Rigo, he demanded it. So, Teddy goes to meet with him, and <laughs> Rigo makes him do a line of both, no of both nostrils. <laughs> so, he had to do some cocaine. And he told him, no club, no cocaine. Simple as that. So now Teddy got to go find him a nightclub in Los Angeles because that's what he wants. And um, 
we go into the next scene and we see Franklin, he wakes up from a nightmare. And we see um, in his nightmare, we seen it was Andre's gun and then Andre uh, grabbed it and pulled it. So he wake up screaming and uh, his mama like, she just was staring at him. And she like, you were saying stop in your dream. And he like, oh, I'm good, mama. So she tells him, Mr. Tufwick, pull it out. So the property is theirs. And we can tell she has like a conscience on her because this is not her style. But hell, Mr. Tufwick been getting over on the black community for years, honey. And on you, sissy. And just fired you. Don't feel bad, honey. He said two men to fuck y'all up. Y'all did what y'all had to do. So it is what it is. So we're going to move on to the next scene. And we see, um, <clears throat> we go over to the projects. <laughs> We go over to the projects. Mel, you know, Mel, she upset. She leaving for school in a two days out of nowhere. So she just want to go tell her best friend, Eva, what's going on. That's all she want. So, you know, Eva comes to the door. She trying to explain what happened. And here comes Shine Shine ass. <laughs> and one time. <laughs> so she, Shine Shine is pissed. She like, you know, your daddy and up daddy came over here and ramshacked my cousin's um my cousin's crib and my grandmama and all that shit. So she, you know, Mel, like, I ain't got time for this shine. So Mel try to walk away. Y'all know them project girls. They like to fight. Shine put a whooping on Mel. Damn Shine. <laughs> But that ain't the last of Shot Shot. I got to say, her character is just true to form, and I liked it. Her. But that technically, Mel didn't do nothing wrong. Hell, Mel didn't want Franklin in them house and, and them to get raided like that. But Shot Shot wasn't having it. So we get into another scene, and we see Jerome and Franklin. They finally have that talk. And before Jerome can even get it out, Franklin beats him to it. And he like, you know... I know probably what you're thinking. Most people take a beating like that. They're ready to get out the game. But I need you, you know. Um, pretty soon we're going to be doing this wholesale. And we ain't even going to have to leave out the house. And Jerome is trying to talk to this man. Like, look, I got the cl I got Jamie Jerome's. Like, I put a lot of money into this. We find out Louie. Hell, she got Claudia Club. <laughs> she got what she always wanted. Now she running Claudia Club. Sissy and Franklin, they got the real estate business. So he like, why don't we just get out? And Franklin is like, not now. I just need you to hold on a little bit longer. So, you know, Jerome, he didn't never wanted to be in the game. And now, you know, he doing it really for them, for his woman and, and, and the nephew. So we go into the next scene and we see Andre. He meets up with his partner and he has been suspended. He's been suspended. And you know, he tells his partner he wants to bury Franklin's safe. And but first, they need to know where he laid his head at. And that was my recap for episode five. <clears throat> Let me take a quick glass of water and we are going to recap six. I hope you guys are enjoying this recap as well in the show. So, we get into episode six, which this is titled Confessions. And it opens up, <laughs> you know how you just had a rough day? 
and we got sissy smoking on her little reefer. <laughs> she hit that joint like like a sister stressed, you know, a lot on her mind. And Alton come out, he like smells good. Don't put it out on my account. So she tells him, like, I gotta tell you something about Franklin, which is, you know, that he's working with the CIA. Cause this is just sissy, this is not sitting well with her spirit. But she wants her son in her life. And she knows he's not going to stop. It is what it is. So interesting right here. We get the snowfall letters that come. You know how they show the letters every opening. But like I told you guys, you have to pay attention. And do you see how one neighborhood is starting to catch on fire? So it does. Remember at the beginning, it just looked like a peaceful neighborhood. But now you see the letters and you see one section is starting to catch on fire. So, you know, I love that part about it. It's the little things. So we get into the next scene and we see Mel in her room. She is jamming, honey, to that M. Tommy. Her poor face so bruised. And Andre come in. We see that he really does not know what happened, what caused this fight. And they have another argument. And he is like, if you don't get it together, I'm going to pull my damn money and you can call Spellman and say you're not going. Because he ready for her to go to school. And she's like, no, daddy, I ain't going to go to school with my face looking like this and make people think as Spellman that I'm a hood rat. So, you know, she kind of got a point. That's embarrassing going to Spellman and your face looking like that. Shit. You know. So she tells her pops, like, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. I love, um, as much as he gets on my damn nerves, and she kind of does too, I love their dynamic. I love seeing a father be a father. Like Andre, you can say what you want about him. He's an asshole. But for the most part, he's a good man, and he is a good father. He loves his daughter, and he has worked damn hard to get her to Spellman. That just don't happen every day, you know? And so... I love their dynamic of family, you know, for real, for real. Like her mother left and he turned his life around because like he said, one minute he tried to dibble and dabble. But, you know, they have another argument and we go and we get another scene with Silsie and Sissy and Alton and they page Franklin and tell him uh, to come there. He goes and they have a conversation and we now know Alton knows about his relationship with Reed Thompson. And he tells him like, you remember my cousin, Jack, he was an informant. They ruined everything They infiltrated the black Panthers. And, you know, he like, he was the, it was the informant for the FBI. And he puts, he puts him up on game. He puts him up on game. You know, like you cannot trust him. Shit, as soon as he done using you, he don't need you. As soon as he done what, what you say when he needs you, when he done, oh, your ass is through the wolves. You are trash, you know? So he trying to really put him up on game. This is not finna last forever, and you're not going to come out on top. It is what it is. Shit. Let's go to the next scene. And we see Gustavo. Now, Gustavo, for the most part of season three, he's been sitting back in the background, doing his own thing, getting the routes together with the Vanilla Wave of family and doing what he has to do. But we see Gustavo got a plan. And if you think about it, he actually moves a lot better without Lucia. <laughs> but he is putting in work for a better future for them. 
And for the operation, he's buying houses. He's giving us a clue of what he has planned, but they're not really talking about it. We see him talking to Miguel, a man who has been working for the Venezuela family for years. And he also tells him that, you know, he's still unable to locate Lucia, but the way how she left, she does not want to be found. And, you know, Gustavo gets to telling him about golf and, you know, under the holes, under the ground. So we know where they going. They going El Chapo style, you know, with the tunnels under the, you know, we see where, he, where we see where Gustavo head is planning. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that's what we see with Gustavo. Gustavo is doing what he has to do. Um, we go to the, uh, to the Colombians and they finally Rigo the connect he finally got his nightclub so um the drops they resume they resume and we see Julia is enjoying the adventures with Teddy she even takes a sniff of the cocaine <laughs> she just she wasn't even forced her ass she just you know put her little nose down did that little line did her little one two I'm like, okay, Julia, you 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 taking a little undercover role a little too far, but we see you, Julia. So um we said that they having them a good old time. Now they they into the nightclub business. We also see um we got Leon and Franklin. They rolling up four deep. Leon tells um Franklin about Mill getting jumped while they're on the ride over there. And when they pull up, they tell him like just make sure y'all ready to draw your guns out. So they run it, they roll into our boy Avi's house. They go in there peacefully, but guns draw out shortly. <laughs> Cause Avi's still trying to be slick and ain't paid Franklin his damn money. But Franklin comes with the wager a little bit. He like, you know, I need everything, all the information you can get on our boy Reed Thompson. Avi, like, you could have just asked me that. He said, nah, it wouldn't have been the same if I would have came in here peacefully. And plus, you owe me, you know. I'm not that same little kid that was just looking for a brick back, you know, a couple years ago or last year or however long it's been, you know. So, Ivy, he agrees. Franklin tells him, like, tell your man to be cool. Ivy looks. Be cool. They walk out peacefully. They walk out peacefully, you know. Even Leon, he pulled a gun up to, you know, his man over there who be hooking him up with the Uzis and shit, you know. <laughs> so it was just a, it was a scene. That was a, that was a scene right there. So we go back into um, the nightclub, and while Julia is dancing with the connect, and um, he is asking if they can get their freak on, basically, and if Reed can watch. He slips up and mentions, you know, he like, I like you better than that DEA punta. <laughs> so, you know, she instantly learns about Lorena. You know, we forgot about Lorena. We ain't seen her in a couple episodes. But, yeah, Lorena, yeah, Lorena gone. But uh, Julia takes that in. She takes that information in. We also see um, Franklin goes to the bookstore and meets with Mrs. M. She owns the bookstore. It's like an African um, black bookstore with a lot of black history and, um, you know, historical things that they tried to keep under where it never got out about the Black Panthers and the infiltration of the FBI, about all of that. 
So this is a really dope store. And we can see that they have a lot of past history. She probably knows his father from back then. And this lady uh, who is playing her is a legend in her, her in her own right. She played in a lot of 90s television shows, especially if you are a fan of Erin Spelling. Erin Spelling wrote um, shows like Charmed, um, Beverly Hills 90210, Meryl's Place. She played in a lot of those. So she has been around for years. And, you know, Franklin goes in there reading a book. And, you know, picking books out, doing information, digging up on anything he can get on read that might have helped him get out of this safely and covered. And he picks the book, The Spook Who Sat By The Door. This is a story of a man who was isolated and manipulated and weaponized by the CIA. Then he also pulls out the book of... um. It has a lot of transcripts in there from 1975. And we'll talk a little bit more about this book because it plays a major part in season four. So remember that book, The Spook Who Sat by the Door. Um, We see our boy Franklin. He gets to reading. He gets to researching. And this is where I say it was loosely based off of Freeway because Freeway wasn't doing all this. He never knew you know, at, at that time, with all the money he was making, he didn't even know how to read or write. And then he didn't know who he was in bed with when he was selling drugs. So that this is when they take it into, you know, it's strictly fiction. So um, we see Julia. She meets up with Tony. We haven't seen Tony in a while. This is Lorena's boss. And he already knows. He like, my agent is dead. They're trying to make it look, the agency believes she's fl she flipped, but I know she didn't flip. And she didn't meet for check-in. And he, like, she was working with this Teddy McDonald guy. He goes by an alias, Reed Thompson. <laughs> Julie is looking like, what the fuck? Because now she knows everything Teddy is doing, but this has caught her off guard. She is like, murder? You know, so she's listening. But she plays it good because she doesn't even let, um... Tony know that you know she knows Reed or Teddy yeah. so Eva Mel's uh, best friend goes to visit Mel and she talks some sense into her like ho take your ass to school <laughs> as you should Melanie go to school girl get your it's, it's much more go to school so I'm with Eva go to school and it is a blessing when you can say your dad loves you and worked hard to save up your trust fund child that's another story but hey that's a blessing you know so we go into the next scene and we see Franklin and Reed they do an exchange of 25 million dollars and Franklin, like, look, we just did a deal. Let's go out for a bite to eat. We don't even know each other. So they go to a diner. They have some lunch. And they have a conversation about it being two Americas. And, you know, they talk. And Franklin, and he ends up getting a page and he leaves. But when he leaves, um, Reed is looking at him. Because, you know, Reed is very strategic and he's very smart. And he's very on to a lot of things. So he's looking like, this is weird, <laughs> you know. But Franklin plays it smooth and he goes over to Jam and Jerome's and Leon pulls him to the side and asks him about the connect. He like, why was you asking Ivy about the connect? 
And he like, oh, he might, I think he connected to some big people. But if I let you know, if I find out, I'll let you know, I promise. And we know Franklin lined his ass off. Now, see, this is where he messed a lot of stuff at. This is where he messed a lot of stuff up at. Not being real with his people. Like, Jerome is out of the dark. He is putting his life on the line. Leon is out of the dark. I can understand you not putting your workers on your business, but this is your day one crew. And um, I don't want to jump ahead because I know a lot of people who are uh, doing the recaps with me and they're just watching it as we go along. You know, a lot of people are busy. They don't have time to binge watch it. And, you know, Snowfall has been a very slept on show. That's why I'm covering it now. I love it. So I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I feel like Franklin should at least been honest with Leon and Jerome. Um, We go into the next well, we see also see Jerome, he is getting his strength back. We see him getting the push-ups in. Shit, Jerome looking back like Jerome. And Franklin, he go over there. You know, he asks him, can we store the product here? You wanted more time at the shop. Now you don't have to leave to go do this with man boy or whoever. Now we can just have it here. So Jerome agrees. He also asks him, do you remember cousin Jack? And what happened to him? You know, Jerome ain't trying to hear that shit. He like, ask Alan. <laughs> so he like, ask Alan. So after that, <laughs> man, Teddy, this dude is real deal CIA. He real deal CIA. He already knew Rigo told Julia about Lorena from reading his lips. He like, are you asking about the DEA agent? Julia like oh you overheard he said well technically I read lips <laughs> so I'm like this dude is something different but he confesses to um Julia the truth and she just looks stunned so when Andre gets home Mel tells him she is going to school she changed her mind but she has one condition. She wants to take the, the father and daughter road trip like they had planned. And she like, can I just go out for one more night to say goodbye to my friends and we can leave the next day or the day after? So that sounds pretty fair and reasonable and safe to let your baby go out and say bye to her friends. So we think. So we think. But he agrees and he is happy. You know, he like, she didn't came to her senses. I'm about to get her out of here. Lock Franklin ass up and save my neighborhood. That's what he thinking. <laughs> so um, Franklin goes to Ivy's home and he gets the information on Teddy. Um, He finds out everything that, uh, <clears throat> everything that uh, Ivy had, at least. He takes it back to out and they discuss the information we see teddy has been in the game for a very long time from going from country to country doing cia work under different aliases um alton ends uh ends up confessing about killing his cousin and that pretty much what made his life spiral down after that and they have a nice bonding moment to sum that up really fast because after Franklin was doing multiple research, he seen something wasn't right about the story that he told him about his cousin Jack. And also, you know, he's starting to get nervous because after his dad has been through a lot and how the Black Panthers were done. So he's telling him like, you can't trust him, you know? So uh, we get into the next scene and, um, that was a nice bonding moment because they hadn't had that yet. 
they hadn't had that yet and that was a very nice bonding moment so we go and we see pretty girl mill and eva they in there getting dressed for the party last night to say goodbye they in there trying on clothes and eva like girl i'm about to rock this make all these bitches jealous (laughs) so andre he is happy and he leaves to go get him some chicken honey and when driving home eating his chicken we see franklin and he starts creeping behind him andre gets another nigga wake up call (laughs) he gets another nigga wake up call he get pulled over (laughs) they eventually let him go and then they start laughing at him like your badge and your gun (laughs) Because when they put him over, they're like, put your hands up. <laughs> you know, He's like, sir, I'm, I'm Officer Wright, Precinct 1522. <laughs> they weren't trying to hear that shit. But uh, they let him go. They let him go. And, you know, Franklin got away with it. So we go into um, the next scene. And we go into the house party. Soon as uh, Mel and Eva walk into the house party the dude reese he comes over he is straight all in mel's grill trying to holler they go um they start dancing and he talking about he just want to kiss it okay he just want to she like we kiss it then and you know when they walk into the back room they see some dudes back there getting high and you know dude you know he hit that pipe and he's like damn what kind of high he on so they're like let's go try some Cause remember, remember we've been talking about this. People did not just want to be crackheads. They didn't want to be fiends. This was a new high. It was popular. Nobody knew where this was going. So it's just like, oh, let's just go try this. So you see, it was just like a domino effect, you know? So they go over there. The dude hand reached the pipe. He hits it. Like, damn. He hands it to Mel. Now, Mel not new to the cocaine. You know, she do it up her nose, but crack is different. She takes the puff. Baby girl eyes, like her eyes just went like she was in a twilight zone. And they always say, it's that first hit. That was my recap of episode six titled Confessions. I will probably drop seven and eight tonight. Um, so tune back in. I'm going to go ahead and upload this for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Come back tonight and we'll finish recapping episode seven and eight. It's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice. <laughs>